Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 129-117 win over the Indiana Pacers. After a huge first quarter, the Pacers fight all the way back, but the Hawks are able to grind out a big 129-117 win over the Pacers. Without further ado, let's get into it. That is how you snap any sort of losing streak. The Hawks had a tough loss, and they were able to come out and get a win and not have multiple losses. One thing they've done extremely well under Coach Nate McMillan is limit their losses to one game and then get back on to the winning trail. And uh, with a really tough, at least games-wise, part of the schedule coming up, the Hawks have nine games in the next 14 days. It's pretty wild. It was really important for the Hawks to get a big win against the Pacers, and they did that. They came out, they had a huge first quarter, and were able to hold on to that for most of the game, but the Hawks ultimately came out and got a win. They got John Collins back. That was huge. It was really good to see the Baptist back on the floor, the dunking Deacon, if you want to call him that, but uh, really good to see J.C. back. He contributed to this win. He played 21 minutes. He was on a little bit of the minutes restriction, as Nate McMillan would say after the game. 21 minutes, 3 of 5 from the floor. Did not make a three-pointer. 2 of 2 on his free throws for 8 points. Had 2 rebounds, an assist, and 4 fouls. You could see he was a little bit rusty, but he set good screens. He got some offensive boards. Um, and it was good to see J.C. back out there. Now, the rest of the starters for the Hawks would perform amazingly well, and this was just a really, really good game for the Hawks, but one where it kind of was a flip on some normal Hawks tropes that we've seen this season. The Hawks would come out and have a huge first quarter. They outscored uh, Indiana 35-23 to in that first quarter, and honestly, it was a little disappointing that they were only up 12. The Hawks were up by as many as 20 in the first quarter, uh, it felt like Trey was getting whatever he wanted going in that first quarter, getting it to Clint Capella. Kevin Herter got going. Bogdan Bogdanovich got going. Uh, but the Pacers' second unit came in and really held it down for the Pacers. Uh, ultimately, the Pacers' bench would outscore the Hawks' bench 44-16. to And that was led by T.J. McConnell. And um, the, the Pacers were able to kind of stop the bleeding in that first quarter and then slowly grind their way back into this game. As it went on, the Pacers would win the third, the second quarter, thirty-four to thirty-one, um, and then they would win the third quarter as well, thirty-three to twenty-eight. And there was a big point in the third quarter where they got the Pacers got within one point, and Kevin Herter hit a big three to press the Hawks' lead back up to four and sort of restore a little bit of order going into the fourth quarter. Um, this game, the Hawks never before that after that first quarter, excuse me, the lead would fluctuate between. 10 to 6 points. The Hawks were never able to really break out and make a commanding lead, and the Pacers just kept coming and kept coming. Now, the Hawks, to their credit, every time the Pacers would get close, the Hawks would be able to push them away and get a big shot or stretch the lead from 3 to 6 or 6 to 8. But the Pacers just really were relentless and got some nice performances from uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Doma Sabonis and were able to really stay in this game. Now in the fourth quarter, uh, the Pacers, the Hawks got a really nice possession to start the fourth quarter. They were up 94 to 90, and uh, Solomon Hill, in a rare move, took the ball all the way to the basket and got a dunk. 
and that made it a six-point game. And it was like, okay, the Hawks are just going to take this and get a lead. But that was not to be. While the Hawks were able to stretch the lead up back up to about the 10-point range, again, the Pacers would come back. And with about five minutes to go, this was a tie game, 105-105. Uh, both teams would hit shots to make it 107-107. And it's like, okay, is this a game that's going to go back shot for shot for the rest of this game with about 4.30 to go? Um, ultimately, that's kind of where the Hawks went off. Trey Young was able to find Kevin Herter for an open three-pointer. Kevin Herter might have had his finest game as a Hawk this season. He had a three-pointer. Then Trey Young was able to find Kunt Capella for an alley-oop. They had had that connection going early in the game. The Pacers had made some adjustments to limit the Hawks' ability to get into a uh, the, the alley-oop action, but the, Trey found Clint Capella again and was able to get an alley-oop. Uh, then Trey found Bogdan Bogdanovich for a three, and then finally John Collins found Trey Young for his own three, and kind of that barrage of points really pushed the lead up and, until finally the Pacers were forced to kind of try to get into the foul game. Um, Trey Young hit his foul shots all but one, and the one foul shot he missed in a really weird, strange turn of events. Uh, Trey missed one free throw, and Sabonis went up to get the rebound and tipped the ball back into the basket. So he had two points for the Hawks as well. Uh, and ultimately, the Hawks would go on to win 129-117. to 117. Now, this game was very equal on both sides of the ball. Both teams were 45-92 and 92 from the field. Uh, both teams took 32 three-pointers. The Hawks hit 13 of their threes, whereas Indiana only hit 10. Uh, and the big difference for these teams was at the free throw line. You know any team headed up by Trey Young is going to get a lot of free throws, and that was definitely true tonight or during this day game. Um, the Hawks were 26-34 of 34 from the free throw line, whereas the Pacers only got to the free throw line 20 times and were 17-20. of 20. And then with John Collins back and Clint Capella playing some fine basketball, the Hawks dominated on the uh, the boards. That They outboarded the Pacers 51-41 to 41 and had 14 offensive boards compared to only uh, 8 from the Pacers. So that was a big part of where the Hawks were able to kind of get their separations between the three-point shooting, the free throw, uh, free throw disparity, and also getting the boards. But let's go through some individual performances. We talked about John Collins playing 21 minutes. Again, Nate McMillan said he is on a a minute restriction. We'll see how the Hawks handle that going forward. Um, They have a back-to-back starting Tuesday against the Magic, and we'll see how many minutes J.C. plays in that one. But uh, J.C. had eight points, two rebounds, an assist. He did have four fouls, but it was just so good to see the Baptist back on the court and be able to push uh, Solomon Hill, who had played admirably in J.C.'s absence, but uh, get to see put Solomon Hill onto the bench. Um, Trey Young had a really nice game. He was going. He was really good early. He had nine points and four assists in that first quarter, and then he was really good late. But Trey played 36 minutes. He was nine of 21 from the field, three of nine on his three pointers, and 13 of 14 on his free throws for 34 points. He had five rebounds, 11 assists. Early in this game, it felt like Trey was going to get 20 assists. He was diamond up all of uh, his teammates. He was finding Clint Capella at will. He was finding his three-point shooters, and it was just a joy to see. Trey also had two steals and only two turnovers. After the game, Coach McMillan was saying he really was impressed by how much Trey valued the ball, especially at the end of the game, and how uh, the coaching staff was really trying to impress upon Trey 
you know, try to limit your uh, turnovers to fewer than five or seven turnovers. When you're in that two turnover range, it's really good for the Hawks. Um, and any more, that's it's really tough for the Hawks to get a win in that situation. And I thought Trey was just really wonderful at the end of the game. He started to get his floater working. He had a beautiful move where he left both TJ McConnell and Sabonis just grasping at air for a layup. Um, and it was just really good to see Trey Young kind of have a little bit of a breakout performance. Kevin Herter played 40 minutes, the most on the Hawks. He was 8 of 12, 5 of 7 from 3, 2 of 3 on his free throws for 23 points. He had a big and one. Red Velvet got all the way to the basket, got fouled, put the ball up. It kind of bounced on the rim a few times and so much that uh, Red Velvet was able to turn around and wash it, hold his hand up, and then when it went down, he brought his hand down for an and one. And he went out and made that free throw. Um, Herter had nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Just kind of doing a little bit of everything. And he was a big reason the Hawks got a win. He had a big three uh, at the end of the third quarter that kind of kept the Hawks' lead at four. Kept the Pacers from breaking the, uh, the, the Hawks' lead then. And then in the fourth quarter, he had one of the big threes that kept the Hawks up and ultimately would be decisive in getting the Hawks' win. Just really strong performance. I can't overstate how much I think Bogdan Bogdanovich has had a positive influence on Red Velvet. Kevin looks so much more aggressive. He is making his decisions early, you know, doing whatever he decides to do. And I love seeing him just pull a three right when he gets it. I love seeing him attacking the basket. He's able to use his size, get into the paint, and really elevate over any defenders to hit shots that way. And he's such a good shooter that he can hit shots from the perimeter, but just beautiful performance from Kevin Herter and the Hawks would not have won without the performance Red Velvet gave him. Bogdan Bogdanovich continues his strong play as he's been elevated into the starting lineup. 9 of 18 from the field, 5 of 11 from 3, 23 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals in the block. Uh, can't really fill up the score score uh, the box score any better than that. Um, four Hawks players in the starting lineup had 23 or more points. Uh, that would be Trey, Herter, Bogdan, and Clint Capella. And Bogdan just really fills in the cracks. He takes a lot of what defenses are trying to do to stop the Hawks, is trying to stop Bogdan um, either getting open on the three-point line, and then he's able to use that aggression to get go get a layup. Um, I think it's really awesome that he's able to take the ball out of Trey's hands a little bit and let Trey get some rest bringing the ball up. But uh, Bogdan, again, just another good performance for him. And he continues to be a reliable scoring out uh, option for the Hawks. Finally, Clint Capella. What more can you say about the man? He is had another double double at halftime in this game. He ultimately finished with 25 points, 24 rebounds, eight of those offensive, two steals, and three blocks. In a single possession, he had three offensive rebounds. He got so many offensive offensive rebounds in that one possession that Bob Rathman was just amazed saying he's awesome look at what Clint Capella is doing he got an and one ultimately in that um, possession but Clint Capella continues to be the man in the middle for the Hawks really allows their defense to play so well because the defenders know that if they don't get the steal they have somebody behind them who's going to clean up all their messes and then early in the game he's getting all the alley-oops from Trey Young and at the end of the game he had one of the big alley-oops that really sent the Pacers uh, packing, but Clint Capella continues to just really be a wonderful addition to this Hawks team. The Hawks bench uh, struggled. They, Solomon Hill had four points, five rebounds. He was able to get two of his points 
uh, were credited to him. That was on the Sabonis putback. But uh, he had that monster dunk. It was good to see five rebounds. It's nice for him to get slotted back onto the bench and then come in and really take up minutes that uh, John Collins can't play yet. Lou Williams was had eight points, one assist. He was three of ten from the field, had two free throws. Oneka Kamu and uh, Brandon Goodwin each had two points. Uh, but again, the Hawks bench was really outscored 44 to 16 by the Pacers. That was headed up by one TJ McConnell. We'll talk about Malcolm Brogdon and Doma Sabonis, but TJ McConnell really let the charge off the bench for the uh, Pacers. He would play 36 minutes, which was the most for any Pacer. He was 9 of 10 from the field, 18 points. He had a rebound, 7 assists, and a steal. And TJ McConnell was just getting to his places on the court, whether it was against Clint Capella, Trey Young, or anyone in between. Uh, uh, TJ McConnell was just getting to his spots and hitting shots. He had a little fadeaway against Clint Capella. He went in for a really nice reverse against Trey. He is a pest on defense, and he just really led the the Pacers' second unit that kept the Pacers in this game and really prevented it from being a blowout early. Um, TJ McConnell is annoying in probably the worst way and probably the best way, excuse me, for a basketball player, and you can just really understand what he brings to a team. Um, he really came in and changed the tenor of the game, and uh, I think that says a lot about a second unit point guard. Malcolm Brogdon did a lot of work for the Pacers. He was 11 of 18 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3 for 29 points, 3 rebounds, 8 assists. He really did a nice job of kind of matching what Trey Young was doing. His three-pointers were really part of the Pacers' effort to get back into this game. And Malcolm Brogdon just really plays the game at his pace, is so strong, and was able to really be part of the effort that kept the Pacers in this game and ultimately tied the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, finally, Doma Sabonis, all-star, 18 points. Uh, he did have two points for the Hawks, so I guess he had 20 overall, but 14 rebounds, only one offensive, five assists, two steals. I thought the Hawks did a pretty good job on Sabonis. Uh, Clint Capella or John Collins, whichever was on him, kind of forced Sabonis to take a long time on each time he got the basketball and make his shots. Sabonis did get his points, but it was a lot of work to get those 18 points. Um, and really, just a nice job by the Hawks really closing down the Pacers late. But really good win for the Hawks. Again, does not let one loss push into multiple losses and uh, lets the Hawks go into this week on a positive note. It's really good to get John Collins back. It was nice to see Trey Young play well. And uh, I'm really hopeful on this next week and that the Hawks are going to be able to show what they can do and really maybe solidify their grasp on this four seed. Um, They have a tough schedule coming up, and it starts with a back-to-back on Tuesday against the Orlando Magic. And the Kettlecast will be here to talk about that game then. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!